Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, October 7th, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. And I want to thank all of you who continue to download and listen and support the podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe um, and you know leave a rating if you're so inclined. Pass links to the podcast to others who you think may find value in it or who need to hear about it. Because uh, the more people we can educate, the safer we will be as an online community. We uh, takes a village. So as I as I like to say in my from my Friday op-ed, I can only help those people swim in towards me. If you don't know what that means, go back and listen to the Friday podcast. It's a quick one. Uh, and it'll make sense to you if you listen to that. So let's get right into the headlines. I have seven today. Uh, this first one, I almost clap my hands I'm sitting here by myself, clap my hands when I read this particular headline. Uh, so hopefully the article will do it justice. But this is from helpnetsecurity.com. This is Zyka Zors, who is the editor-in-chief reporting. Octabreach postmortem reveals weaknesses exploited by attackers. Something I long for, something I beg for in all of these things I talk about when I talk about data breaches. What's the postmortem? How did the bad guys do what they did? So let's see if this is what we see. The recent breach of the Okta support system was carried out via compromised service account with permissions to view and update customer support cases. During our investigation into suspicious use of this account, Okta Security identified that an employee had signed on to their personal Google profile on the Chrome browser of their Okta managed laptop. The username and password of the service account had been saved in the employee's personal Google account. David Bradbury, Chief Security Okta, officer of Okta revealed on Friday. The most likely avenue for exposure of this credential is the compromise of the employee's personal Google account or personal device. Um, so this talks about how Okta impacted uh, the customers. It said uh, the threat actor used hijack sessions and admin accounts to try and burrow further into the company's systems, but weren't able to do much and were quickly booted out. So that's good, even though there were other victims. But why weren't the actors... Uh, actions discovered earlier, the article asked. When a user opens and views files attached to a support case, a specific log event type or ID is generated tied to that file. If a user instead navigates directly to the files tab in the customer support system, as the threat actor did in this attack, they will instead generate an entirely different log event with a different record ID, Bradbury explained. Okta's initial investigation focused on access to support cases, and subsequently we assessed the logs linked to those cases. On October 13th, Beyond Trust provided Okta Security a suspicious IP address attributed to the threat actor. With this indicator, we identified the additional file access events associated with the compromised account. He said the threat actor gained access, unauthorized access to files associated with 134 customers and that those customers have been informed. Finally, he laid out the actions Okta took in the wake of the event. As part of remediation, they disabled the compromised service account. To prevent similar attacks in the future, they, one, implemented a configuration option with Chrome Enterprise that prevents employees from signing into Chrome on their Okta managed laptop using a personal Google profile. Should have done that to start with, but thumbs up on that. And this right here, this one bullet by itself should be a warning or a, uh, a, a best practice for all 
enterprises. Do not allow your employees access to their Google profiles on your company managed laptop or within your network. Why more people don't do this, I don't understand. Deployed, okay, they also deployed additional detection and monitoring rules for the customer support system and implemented session token binding based on network location so that stolen compromised Okta administrator session keys can't be used by unauthorized users. And this is a common trait by attackers when they get access to these accounts and taking over session tokens that allows them access to um, actors' uh, activity online, which we see here. So again, something that these are best practices that all companies can really learn from and probably should implement now. Um, chances are there's not enough listening or reading this particular news article to do that, but thumbs up to Okta for coming out with all this information. I give them a whole bunch of um, credit for doing so. It's hard to come out and say, here's what went wrong, but they did it. Here's what they did to fix it. And, and thumbs up to Okta. Well done, well done, well done. All right, Hacker News. Uh, from this Google warns how hackers could abuse calendar service as a covert C2 channel. A uh, hat tip to David Bacon, who I work with, who forwarded me this particular news story. So thanks, Dave. Google is warning of multiple threat actors sharing a public proof of concept exploit that leverages its calendar service to host command and control infrastructure. It's not surprising. Uh, bad guys have been using Google for command and control for a whole lot of things from botnets uh, all the way up to ransomware for, for here on a decade. But the tool called the Google Calendar Rat employs Google Calendar events for command and control using a Gmail account. Uh, it was first actually published in GitHub in 2023. The script creates a covert channel by exploiting the event descriptions in Google Calendar. According to its developer and researcher who goes by the online alias Mr. Shagnal, the target will connect directly to Google. The tech giant in its eighth Threat Horizons report said has not observed the use of the tool in the wild, but noted its Mandiant Threat Intelligence Unit has detected several threat actors sharing the proof of concept on underground forums. So obviously, this is a particular capability or exploit that is not currently active, but bad guys are aware of it. And unless Google finds a way to cut this from working, um, it's just a matter of time before we see people starting to exploit it. So pay attention for that going forward. See if we see this going up. Uh, th there's nothing you can do about it currently um, that I can see in this article uh, other than be aware it's there. Maybe not use Google Calendar maybe the way to go, but I mean, I use it. So that's probably, I should rethink that a little bit. Okay, from Bleeping Computer, Bill Tolis reporting, hackers exploit Looney Tunable's Linux bug and steal cloud credentials. This is a follow-up to a report I did a couple weeks ago. The operators of the Kinzing malware are targeting cloud environments with systems vulnerable to the Looney Tunables, a Linux security issue identified as CVE 2023-4911 that allows a local attacker to gain root privileges on the server. Now, there are um, fixes to this, um, but if you haven't uh, obviously downloaded the fix, you're vulnerable to it. There's more information in this article about it, but I'm just making you aware that if you are using... If you, you need to check, if you're using Linux, obviously, you need to check and see if this particular loader is there and causes you problems. If there's a buffer overflow in G, glibc's dynamic loader introduced in glibc 2.34 in April, um, but it was dis the vulnerability disclosed in October 23, so it's kind of a new disclosure, um, and proof of concept exploits are publicly available. So not necessarily that's under attack now, but again, one of these things that people know the attack's there, bad things can happen, you should try to patch it up. All right. Sergey Gatlin from Bleeping Computer also. Microsoft will roll out MFA enforcing policies for admin portal access. Now, I only note this one because the, the headline is humorous to me, and I'll explain why in a minute. So it says, 
Microsoft will soon start rolling out conditional access policies requiring multi-factor authentication from administrators when signing into Microsoft admin portals such as Microsoft Entra, Microsoft 365 Exchange, and Azure. And there's more in this article. My question is, what took you so long? Why did you have to wait? We're November 2023. Multi-factor authentication has been long for a long time. We've been saying you should be using it all along. This should be a default setting. If users want to turn it off, that is their certainly their... Um, prerogative but i mean honestly microsoft what are we doing here that you're now just rolling out this feature my god man what are, what are you no wonder you guys are getting pounded all the time jesus christ all right anyway you can go read more on it if you want i'm not going to get into that anymore also bill Tolis from bleeping computer u.s sanctions russians a russian who laundered money for the ryuk ransomware affiliate the U.S. Department of Treasury OFAC or office of foreign assets control has sanctioned russian national ekaterina zandanova for laundering millions in cryptocurrency for various individuals, including ransomware actors. Zandanova used her expertise in cryptocurrency and blockchain networks to move money through various platforms, such as Garantex, to evade anti-money laundering and combating the financing of terrorism controls. A report from blockchain analysis firm Chainalysis provided additional information about Zendanova's public businesses, which may or may not have been part of her intricate money laundering schemes. Both OFAC and Chainalysis note that Zendanova also ravaged her connections to an extensive global network of other money launderers to further obscure her financial abilities and access a more traditional clientele. Okay, so what does this mean exactly? It's a good question. This lady has been believed to have laundered over $2.3 million in suspected ransom payments. Let's see what the impact here will be. Um, <laughs> talks about how she does it. Uh, as a reason, okay, here we go. Here's, okay, this is the last, last sentence of this article. As a result of OFAC sanctions, Ekaterina Zendanova will have all her U.S.-based assets frozen while U.S. persons and entities will be prohibited from engaging in any transactions with her. Okay, first thing, from first question, does she have U.S.-based assets? If she does, great. They're freezing them thumbs up good for you that but my guess is she has assets all over the place these only impact the u.s based ones and u.s persons and entities are prohibited from engaging in transaction with her okay that's fine but let's be honest all she needs to do is set up a separate shell company and you can do transactions with that shell company because the shell company unless it's tied to her directly and you can and they can and ofac can prove it she can continue to do her business. So, I mean, again, this is one of those things where it's hard to do anything against people overseas simply because there's so many things in place that make it hard to touch them, right, to arrest them. So this is something the U.S. is trying to do that, that you know, made a new story, right? You're going to find this news article in multiple different places. LinkedIn will probably talk about how awesome this is tomorrow. At the end of the day, Miss Zendanova probably is shaking off her $2.3 million and whatever U.S.-based assets are frozen and coming up with ways around all of this. But hey, they're trying something. You can't fault them for that. Hackernews.com, new Jupiter Info Stealer version emerges with sophisticated stealth tactics. That's a very confusing headline, I'm not going to lie. An updated version of an information stealer malware known as Jupiter has surfaced with a simple yet impactful changes that aim to stealthily establish a persistent foothold on compromised systems. Um, so it comes with capabilities to harvest credentials as well as establish encrypted command and control communications to exfiltrate data, exfiltrate data, execute arbitrary commands. Is there a way to fix this if you have it? Let's ask that question. Let us see if it says that anywhere. Um, ba, 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 necessarily does not. How do you solve this? If This is really more information about it more than anything else. 
Um, the code continues to evolve and expand the data theft capabilities in a network community. So basically, this particular tool has gotten better, and there's not really a way to mitigate it. So I, I, this article is not helpful to you, I will admit. Um, but just be aware of it. So the ultimate goal of the campaign of this particular malware is to turn infected machines into proxies capable of forwarding traffic for other actors, legitimate or otherwise, and an additional layer of anonymity. It's suspected that the threat actors are, hey, you best it, Russian origin, given the lack of infections in Russia itself. So this basically creates proxy systems which allow bad guys to run around with anonymity across the internet. If it's if you're impacted by it, you probably would maybe see some additional traffic thrown through your system, but you wouldn't see much else. Um, so again, this is something that probably worth worth watching, being aware of, but until they come out with a way to neutralize it, I mean, it's just, just be aware of it. And lastly, from scmagazine.com, new Goot bot strain of Goot loader malware strokes ransomware fears. Well, there is a fear, uncertainty, and doubt headline if I ever heard one. The Goot loader group has developed a new variant for command and control and lateral movement dubbed Gootbot that has been observed in campaigns leveraging SEO or search engine optimization poison searches for contracts, legal forms, and other business documents. In a blog post from November 6th, IBM X-Force researchers said Gootbot directs victims to compromise sites designed to look like legitimate forums where they're then tricked into downloading the initial payload as an archive file. The IBM researchers said after an infection, large amounts of Gootbot implants are disseminated throughout corporate environments with each containing a different hard-coded command and control server, making it difficult to block bad. That's a bad, bad thing. Not going to lie. At, at the time of this writing, and this is not going to be very great, Gootbot implants maintain zero AV detections on virus total, which researchers said allow it to spread stealthily. In other words, your antivirus ain't going to see it, ain't going to catch it. Is it a, it's not necessarily zero day because it doesn't really hit a vulnerability. It's just a piece of malware that they can't find. That's not good. Um, so uh, we will see more issues in this. The last paragraph is interesting. It says their watering hole style deployment of malicious search engine optimization isn't particularly targeted. However, it suits the opportunistic attack model of an IAB quite well. IAB is initial access broker. For defenders, it is important to remember that organized cybercrime continues to evolve, stratify, and mature, and that threat actors' behaviors now include this type of long, wide game. Certainly it does. And I will say, based on all the information, all the bogus emails I get from law firms, not a surprise this stuff is working. That's going to do it for the news for today. There are all these links for these articles are in the show notes. Feel free to check those out if you are so inclined. Thoughts, comments, questions, always welcome. Find me on LinkedIn, any of my social media, Substack, linked, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or X. Thanks so much for listening. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk. Proceed wisely. Have a great day.